Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Greetings. <laughs> yes, uh, I am Andrew Mortimer. Uh, this is the Blue Teams podcast. Yeah, thanks for downloading yeah, or just streaming it. I don't know what you've done, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this, yeah. Um, what else do I usually say? Uh, uh, this is the Blue Teams podcast. Yeah, thank you for downloading. It. Yeah, I, I've, I've got, got that right. This is going to be a... Um, it's kind of a, a Halloween special, I suppose. The, the idea is that this is going to go out on Halloween. So, yeah, I, I am getting this out of the way as, as early as possible. Here's the thing. I've got to apologise because some of you may be wondering what happened to the last couple of episodes because I think for the last couple of weeks, I've not really, I haven't really been very active online. Um, and I, I have... I think uh, I go over this in the the latest episode that I recorded because I, I recorded an entire episode, and it just needs you know editing and uploading, because I just you know I, I wasn't quite feeling it because basically my my internet has, has not been working very well. <laughs> I've not been spending quite so much time online. Um, I I could have put out the the last two episodes. Um, Actually, there's only one, because it's been two weeks without any new episode. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I'm, uh, I'm really bad at explaining stuff. This is the problem. <laughs> so yeah, uh, not so, uh, I just just thought I'd say don't worry too much because um, I, I I intend to get things back on track. Basically, uh, you've all been very patient. So yeah, and I thought I'd just uh, hastily record this episode. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to bother putting in all the stings, stings and things, and stings and strings and swings and roundabouts. I, I'm just going to record half an hour of stuff. It's going to be the same stuff as usual. I'm going to do the Podflix segment, but it's going to be um, a bit of a special one because I. Was it the the Bedford incident? That was the one that I was going to be talking about, and you will hear my thoughts on that film in the next episode. Uh, see, this is where I'm getting I'm getting all confused because uh, after this goes out, yeah, um, next weekend it will be <laughs> it'll be the episode that was going to go out two weeks ago. But yeah, uh, let, let's not wrap, try and wrap our minds around that. Basically, uh, I thought I'd do you know the. Um, Podflix six minute shout out and that they would kind of be Halloween related to 
to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so because uh, I I I haven't randomly had a film randomly selected for me to talk about because as it, as it, as with Podflix, it's usually a random selection because I've actually. Um, talked about a couple of Christmas films this year when it was nowhere near Christmas. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, but th this time, um, because this is a, a bit of a different episode, it's going to be it's Halloween special. I, I thought, yeah, I'd, um, I'd probably talk about uh, the different kind of Halloween y type of films that I've watched this month. Um, I'm not sure where to start, actually. I've watched quite a lot. I suppose, um, I can tell you this, the first one I watched, uh, I went on Netflix, and out of morbid curiosity, I checked out Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I, I'd heard that um, it's 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 very spoofy. I mean, it, I find it very hard to, to describe these types of films because I, I've no idea to what extent... They were really going for kind of violent, gory scares. Because, you know, for all I know, they, they probably just thought, you know, no one's going to find this scary. We'll just make it fun. We'll just make it cheesy. And, yeah, I, I'm guessing that... You know, I've, no, I've no idea about anything about the people who made the film. Um, it is just one of those... You know, it's, it's a horror comedy. I suppose you know, horror in the, you know, kind of horrific stuff goes on. I mean, because I, 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 I think I am much harder to scare. I used to be really easy to scare. If I watched this when I was a little younger, maybe, <laughs> I probably would have, would have actually um, found it quite chilling. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I might have to plug in the uh, adapter for this. I've got to get it out of my... Oh, for 1% will be fine. He says, famous last words. <laughs> this is probably going to drain the battery. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the adapter's in my bag right here. I'm going to be thinking about this. This is the only thing. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, Body Snatchers. The uh, the 70s version. Um, I would have paid more attention to that, but I was very sleepy at the time, and I fell asleep. Because I've I've seen the original Body Snatchers. I, I think I watched that last year. Uh, I've only seen it the once. Um, but yeah, that one's okay, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, uh, none of these films are really that scary at all. <laughs> the one that I'm, I'm talking about. Um, but I, I got to see the the uh, bit at the end. That, that seems to have become a meme of some some kind over, over the time. Uh, I I just I saw a good film because like, I saw several films. I might actually get onto this. Um, to the, to the, the, the films I watched that maybe aren't so much horror or Halloween, but um, yeah, maybe they don't make you think so much about Halloween as others. Um, because I I watched like a bunch of classic horrors. There was the Swamp Thing. Watched that at one point. Um, one one that I actually really enjoy. This isn't a classic. It's a bit more recent. Holidays, and I mean, I wouldn't say that this is a brilliant film, but you know, it's on Netflix, and it's 
I, I, I found it quite fun to watch because it's really strange and again I didn't find it scary I, <laughs> I mean there, there was some the, the idea is that it's a, a series of stories uh, and each story is um, based around a popular holiday so yeah um, you've got one that's uh, Valentine's Day uh, and then, then there's a St. Patrick's Day story these are all, they're all written by different people, um, and one thing I liked is that you, you kind of have to guess when each story begins, which holiday this one is um, related to. It, um, it, it only tells you at the end um, which one it was, because you, you'll, you'll start watching it and then you'll go, "All oh, right, this must be St. Patrick's Day, or this must be Father's Day, this must be Easter." Um, and the Halloween one is is not bad. Uh, it's written by Kevin Smith, and it stars his daughter Harley Quinn Smith, who I actually really like. I think she's she she's very good at uh, playing likable characters. I think cause, you know, the one she plays in this one is a bit of a nasty side. She she's kind of messed up because <laughs> you know, it's meant to be a horror. Um, but I, I like her. I think she's really good. I did also watch Yoga Hoses. I finally got around to watching Yoga Hoses, and that was quite cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, Rogue. So, yeah, I think we'll get on to the, the ones that don't really put you in mind of Halloween, but this was kind of recommended to me on Netflix uh, because it, it had some pretty positive reviews from, you know, from the Netflix subscribers because the premise of this film, you know, it it's pretty much it's very reminiscent of the film Lake Placid which is very just stupid preposterous and it's it's not really worth it you know it's 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 not it, it doesn't quite meet the so bad it's good potential that it had you know, um i i think that the preposterousness of it it just it it didn't really work for me but Rogue is, you know, it's a similar thing, um, but I think it, it's, uh, it somehow works, I don't know, because, like, um, I, I actually really enjoyed the performances from all the actors. I didn't recognise any of them, but I think they were that well-known. Um, but, yeah, because you know, it, it, it is sort of, you know, riding the coattails of movies like Jaws, just like Lake Placid did. But, but yeah, I think uh, Rogue is... Is one that I I'd say check it out. Um, it is basically about a giant crocodile. Um, it's, it's it's a bit of a badly animated giant crocodile, but I think I, I still liked it because whoever animated it um, was definitely going for you know real realistic crocodile movements. The way the way it moves and its behaviour, it it did seem quite realistic. I felt like I'd seen a lot of it from all those kind of things from nature documentaries um and it's just a pity that the, the kind of level it you know the the uh the color and shading of it wasn't right so you you, you can totally tell that it's not actually <laughs> you can always tell when they they use um an animatronic in place of the cgi anyway um moving on uh i i've I watched a number the number of films that 
you know, Dogma is another one, and that's another Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I love Dogma, and yet yeah, again, not specifically Halloween related, but it's to do with uh, angels and demons and all that stuff. So yeah, there are a lot of religious horror films that, that tend to come out around Halloween. I, I feel like Dogma should be more of a Halloween film, as should Labyrinth. I mean, I don't care what people say. That film scared me when I first saw it. <laughs> Nothing to do with David Bowie's codpiece, in case you're wondering. Uh, I barely remember David Bowie. I, I think I was too scared to, to stay in the room for most of it, so I missed a lot of the Bowie parts. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, I I should move on. <laughs> I haven't actually watched Labyrinth yet. I'm trying to. That's one thing I, I intend to do once I get my internet back. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, Clockwork Orange again. It's kind of horror. Not not exactly scary. I think a lot of people go, oh, "What's so violent about that film?" I mean, it it isn't the most violent, and and I think what people forget is that. Um, Stanley Kubrick was the one who who decided to withdraw it from cinemas, mainly because it was getting a lot of angry letters from people who, like just, just like a handful of people who disapproved of the film's message, whatever they thought it might have been. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's not, uh, not as controversial a film as a lot of people seem to think. Uh, any 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 others? Uh, what else? Did I, I'm having a bit of difficulty remembering. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think uh, th those are the ones that I kind of recommend. Uh, oh yeah, I watched Beetlejuice. That that was after the internet went down, um, because I I happened to own that on DVD, so I thought I'd just put that in. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've run out of uh, scary films to watch. He said he said scary in quotes. Yeah, so, uh, so that, that, I think that's going to be the Podflix section this week. It's, it's a bit of a random assortment. Yeah, but, um, but it's Halloween, so yeah, the, those are, that's what I've been watching this month. Right, so I think uh, I can move on now. Actually, I, I thought I'd play a different sound effect for the six-minute shout-out. Hang on. Um, instead of the internet wheel, I'm going to give the internet wheel a, a rest. Uh... Hang on. Let's um let's go for the thunderstorm. Ooh. Which grave? Which gravestone has the lightning lit up? Well, it has shone upon <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's um the silver eyes. This is a book. Yeah, I'm just going to cuz I've got it here on my iTunes. Yeah, the Silver Eyes. It's by Scott Cawthon and Kira Breed Risley. Risley. I think that's how you say it, Risley. <laughs> yeah, um, now, because uh, the, only, the only date I've got here is 2016. I, I'm pretty sure it was, I, I, I think this came out last year. I think I recall it was after uh, the, the fourth game. Um, 
I still haven't played the games, by the way. <laughs> it's funny because I'm about to go into what, what a fan I am of this um, this series, even though I've really only seen Let's Plays of it. <laughs> I was debating over whether or not to maybe uh, have a go at playing them for this podcast, this particular episode. But yeah, I've listened to the audio book of The Silver Eyes. Yeah, and uh, I thought I'd make this the six-minute shout-out because it's a pretty cool book. Uh, as I say, it's, it's written by um, Scott Cawthon, uh, along with Kira, Kira Ryan. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just leave the other one. <laughs> Sorry, I don't really know much about her. Um... Or is it a he or a her? See, I, I, I don't know if Kira is. A... <laughs> oh, I put so much planning into this. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, I'd, I'd recommend this to anyone who's a fan of the Five Nights at Freddy's series. Like, even if you haven't played the games, if you're like me and you, you're more of a backseat <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's fan. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't actually physically read the book I don't, I don't have a um a copy that i can actually read to myself but i, I liked listening to the audiobook um it's read by um again after suzanne elise freeman i think it says i might i might need my i need glasses <laughs> yeah um and she reads it quite well she, she has a a good voice. Um, she has to get into character quite a lot. There are lots of different characters in this this book, so yeah, um, I, I like how she um, puts on a, a new voice for each character and gives them an identity. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not like a a novelization of any one of the games. It, it's it's actually looking at it looking further into the lore and we find out more about um, the person who founded the Freddy Fazbear joint um, and the, the, the kind of history behind the animatronics uh, and it's quite fascinating you know if if you've um, been following the series if if you're a fan of Markiplier and you may have seen all of his videos um, as we all know, he is the king of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, yeah, this is definitely... I actually have no idea how long I've gone on. I haven't been timing myself, because again, this is kind of 
uh, you know, one of the hastily recorded ones. I'll just carry on talking for as, as long as I want. As long as this episode maxes out to uh, half an hour, then she'll be fine. Yeah, I, I do fight because, you know, again, I, I went out like this is the scariest thing ever, but uh, I, I, I've always found the concept of these games quite chilling. Obviously, there's the jump scare element in the games, and some people are quite cynical about that. Um, but I think Markiplier actually made a very good point. If, if you watch his video on Sister Location, which I believe is the latest title from from the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Yeah, because um, this this was actually... Uh, yeah, he, I think he did a video called Let's Talk About Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'd also recommend this. There are lots of other... Five Nights at Freddy's related things that I would recommend. I recommend the games. I recommend either playing or watching them online. And yeah, um, uh, so Markiplier the, uh, he has a bit of a discussion, and he addresses the fact that you know, people, obviously not not everyone's into these games, and that's fine. But for the people who are like, uh, why would anyone play this? You know, stupid jump scares. Yeah, I mean, they they can, you know, even if you find the jump scares scary, they do kind of get old. I'll admit to that. Um, but I, I think Mark made a very good point. It was like, it's not really just about that. I mean, I, I, won't, I, I won't try and paraphrase. I, again, I, I'd recommend having a look at his video. It's quite long, but, you know, if you... Because if you, it's, it's somewhere in, like, the last 10 or 15 minutes, I think, of his talk. Um, but, yeah, and... Uh, and and I agree because yeah and and I I've actually seen a lot of you know, the, um, there's a lot of kind of head canon people working on fan fictions and coming up with with theories and all of this and I I, I think I think that's great you know <laughs> to me that's that's a sign that this is encouraging creativity and getting people to just use their imaginations and yeah and um we get some missing pieces of the uh conspiracy puzzle <laughs> um from this book uh this this book um fill, fills in a few of the blanks and yeah it it's super interesting if if you've had certain thoughts and come up with any th theories yourself it it may destroy a few head cannons, but that always happens in fandom. Yeah, uh, has that been six minutes? I'm looking at the quick time player, and so far this episode is uh, twenty one minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, roughly that, at least. Ooh, I get to spend an extra hour in bed <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Just remembered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Change of the subject. Uh, I'm definitely not padding. Definitely not padding. So yeah, the six-minute shout-out this week, which I don't even know if it was six minutes or not, but it was probably longer. So you can't say I don't give you anything. Five Nights at Freddy's: The Silver Eyes, the book by Scott Cawthon, and let me get the name. Let's see if we get the name. Kira Breed Risley, whoever he or she may be. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to just do that. Yeah, this is what happens when you you don't. Uh, I mean, I, I never actually put any planning into these episodes. Particularly, uh, <laughs> segment number three, which we are now moving on to. Uh, 
Yeah, um, so, like I said, no internet right now we're, from where I'm recording at, so I'm paying a lot of visits to um, the library to kind of update the podcast, Twitter, and do all the online stuff. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of used this as an excuse to be, be a little bit lazy. I mean, I, I, I had a moment last week where I was just like, you know, I was getting a bit fed up with the internet not working, and I just, I just kind of decided that I was going to take the opportunity to just slow things down a bit. And like you, you'll be hearing me say that again, <laughs> say, that, say all this again uh, in the upcoming episode. But I think um, this week particularly, I feel like I've been extra creative because, you know, I... Um, I suppose I don't have as many distractions going on. That's one of the benefits of not having a working internet connection. So yeah, I've actually spent more time drawing and just um, kind of brainstorming new ideas. Because uh, yeah, you know, there's this one character which I've I, I first had the idea for several years back, and I was I was thinking big. I was thinking this character should be the star of a movie. Um, and these days, like I, I usually take those old movie ideas and basically turn them into comics because that's more manageable. That's more something that I can guarantee is going to happen. Like uh, the new project, which I'm li- lining up, which I, I feel like is probably going to be coming out in the new year, the one-shot comic. Yeah, uh, the, the, I have been planning. But yeah, things like that. I I feel like. Because I'm I'm starting to to get a better idea of of how I work best, because this this seems to be an ongoing thing that I, I've never fully got to the bottom of, like how I can just uh, enjoy what I do and like put it to some use. And I think because uh, I've just started to kind of think, okay. There are some possibilities. I, I, I'm getting some ideas that I, I might try and develop. You know, I, I suppose if I've really got to come up with some kind of plan. Oops, excuse me. Where I will be um, working out how I can sit down at my computer and just be like, okay, right, now it's time to play. And <laughs> uh, just come up with some stuff. Because, right, you know, I've always said, you know, there's no such thing as good or bad when it comes to art. Uh, really, the important thing is that you can produce something that is entertaining to you. So, like, if if you're writing a book or if you're composing music, is it a book that you would read? Is it a song that you would like to listen to? Um, when you're doing any of this, don't think about what other people are going to say, because uh, there are a lot of people out there, you know. And if if you want to be a a big hit, you know I I can't guarantee that. Well, <laughs> what's what's a better way of wording that actually? Um, it's uh, it's it's best not to. Um, just just don't try and please other people because. Um, you know, if 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 you manage to target 
the right kind of audience, then you don't have to worry about that at all. Just make sure that uh, you don't fall into the trap of doing something because you think it's going to do well, that you don't necessarily enjoy doing that much. Because I found that um, drawing becomes a chore when you're, you're trying to put it to like a purpose uh, without really focusing on, you know, making something that, that you would personally get some enjoyment out of. I suppose I have kind of said that in previous episodes, maybe not exactly worded like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like it is interesting how a lot of artists say um, do it because you enjoy it, uh, and clearly that that is true, you know. But I always wonder: do, do those artists actually practice what they preach? Do they live by that all the time? I mean, probably not all the time, really. Uh, when you think about it, it's uh, it's surprisingly hard to, you know, to to really keep that up and just be like, I'm, I'm only doing this because I like it. It isn't for wealth or for you know for fame, fame and fortune. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I kind of want a bit of fame and fortune, but I keep reminding myself that that's not the most important thing. Anyway, how did I get onto that? <laughs> yeah, um, so I I feel like it's been a rather creative week. I've been rather productive, <laughs> but um, I yeah I um, I suppose that feeling really comes more from just having fun, and and I think it's been a lot easier to have fun just by not worrying, not worrying too much about. Anyway, I'll stop there, because I'm, I just feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah, so happy Halloween. <laughs> That's my Halloween thought for the day. Yeah, uh, speaking of Halloween, yeah, this, is, uh, this, this is meant to be a Halloween special. Yeah, I, I can uh, relate it back to the, the original topic. Um, if you liked that piece of music that you heard earlier on, which I hope I remember to put in... <laughs> Uh, at, at the start of the, this episode, that's from uh, Evan Schletter's Witching Hour. It's an, an album that you can get uh, if you go to his website. Now then, uh, let, let me make sure I get his name. I, I spell his name correctly. Evan Schletter, E B A N S C H L E T E R. So Google him. Um, he has a website where you can. You can find his records. There's the Witching Hour, Cosmic Christmas, and many others, uh, and uh, they're all great. All you just, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I definitely recommend. Because uh, if you, if you like uh, TV music, because he, he has composed music for shows like SpongeBob and Mr. Show, uh, and he's great. He's extremely talented. And uh, Witching Hour is a great Halloween party soundtrack. So yeah, I, I would certainly uh, recommend checking out Evan Schletter's website. And speaking of checking out websites, my website is www. 
thelugatoons.com. Uh, I also have a Redbubble store. That's a Redbubble. Is it what is it? Blugatoons dot redbubble dot com. Yeah, uh, Blugatoons. That is spelled B E L U G A T W O N S. Because I always feel like it's. I I shouldn't really assume that people can just work out you know how to spell it. I mean, if you found this podcast, maybe you do. Maybe you. <laughs> I don't know. This podcast is available, by the way. On SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, and Deezer. Uh, uh, my Twitter is at Belugatoons, and the podcast's Twitter is at BelugatoonsPod. Thank you very much, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, take care, and bye bye. <laughs>